Welcome back, guys. On today's show, are you ready for the 150-meter hop? If so, then you are ready to do a virtual run around the world. Also, this week in meat shortages and also a new trend for women in safety protection. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? I hope you're doing okay. I'm doing pretty damn good. I'm pretty I'm pretty up on my little high horse here. You know, I'm glad that I live in the little community that I live in. And I'll get into that in just one sec. So before we go, before we start, before we do anything, big hands above your head, big stretch, breathe it all in, take it all out, and uh, let's get into the show. First of all, I'd like to apologize for last week's podcast. It was up. It was up and running. It was on iHeartMedia. It was on all the other podcasts and stuff. But for some reason, it wasn't registering on a couple other different platforms that, that we have the Deacon Live podcast. So I went back into the actual server where everything's uploaded, and I noticed that the file that I uploaded was completely blank. I, it was, it's got all the, it says, you know, the media, here's your file, all the description and all that stuff. It was all, but the file itself was blank. It was empty. So I was like, well, how? And I go to iHeartRadio and I click on the, the new podcast. Sure enough, it's there. And all the other ones, it, it was there, but for whatever reason, the main server. So if you had some problems out there, everything's back up and running. Everything's loaded. Everything's going good. I think I did that a couple days ago. And I apologize. That's, it's my fault for not checking it. It's one of those habitual things where you just kind of click, click, click. Okay. Move drag you've done it so many times you just move it around and you don't go back and check on it you know in a couple hours you go back and check on it and i did and everything was fine but for whatever reason it didn't load up so i apologize that's my fault it's not the server's fault it's not anyone else that's my fault so i'll take full blame for that now something i will take full credit for well i can't take full credit for i can take full credit for my actions my actions here at deacon live we are part we broadcast from the queen city studio which is located just outside of charlotte north carolina a beautiful little town we like to call marshville now one of one of the things that this little town has is uh, it's home of Randy Travis. If you know who Randy Travis is, the country western star. But this is where he lived. This is where he grew up and then went on to make his famous stuff. You know, they do a festival, Randy Travis Festival or something, every year here. But, you know, that's nothing compared to the way the community got together the other day. Now, you've heard of nextdoor.com where you can click on and... Gra- hey, the Joneses next door, pick up your garbage. You know, that type of stuff. There's a, a Facebook page group that's called What's Up Marshville. And I, I've talked about them before. So someone posted on there the other day just saying, hey, our local Marshville cemetery, which is dates back to the 1800s, the early 1800s. You know, this town's been here a long time. Our cemetery looks really shitty, for lack of a better term. Can anyone, you know, pitch in and help and, you know, kind of bring some string trimmers and bring some mowers and as a community, we'll just knock this out. Nothing negative was said. Nothing, hey, who's ever's in charge of the mowing the cemetery? You're doing a shitty job. No, nothing was, it was just one person said, hey, let's get together as a, as a small community, pitch in, give me five, five minutes of your time is great. That's great. That's all we ask for. You know, five minutes of your time, whatever. Show up and mow. So within minutes of that post going up, a couple people, local Marshvinians, 
<laughs> I'm going to call them that. Marshvinians showed up with their mowers. I guess they were. This was late in the afternoon, so three, four o'clock. They were just getting off their quote unquote normal job of, of mowing lawn. Stopped by and kind of mowed for a couple hours, and then you know posted, "Hey, we did this, you know, but it's late in the day. You know, we got other obligations. This is kind of not really sprung on us, but we just kind of sprung into action just to show you know our, our good faith in the community." And I saw you know me being here on the French, I realized that the community or the the cemetery was right around the corner from the house. I say right around the corner; it's a couple miles from the house, but still. I said, you know what? I, I, I asked my wife. I said, babe, we have anything planned for tomorrow? No. Why? What's going on? I said, well, you know, I'd like to go down and help out our community. I'd like to go down and help them out and bring my mower, my brand new mower down there and, uh, help them mow. And just to see, just to meet people in the community, you know, kind of stretch over, I don't know, stretch, you know, reach out to your neighbor and let them a hand. So I did that. Got up, did my normal chores here on the French, loaded up the mower, drove my truck down there, showed up. There must have been maybe a dozen people out there already. Now, you think a cemetery, you think some communities have a small cemetery, some big cities have big cemeteries. There's a San Francisco has, I think, one cemetery and everything's outsourced because the real estate's so much in San Francisco that they actually bury the people the next town over. They've got more dead people in the ground than they do have people living there. It's probably the caretakers of the town. I think it starts with a C. It's over in California. So I forget what the name of it is. But anyways, so I showed up and there's a guy, met a guy, his name's Milton. Hey, Milton, you know, I'm the deacon. And he's like, going, I'm like, where do I start? And he's like, man, hi, I'm just mowing, man. He's like, jump in wherever the grass is high is what he was telling me. I said, okay, no problem. So I fire up the mower. 22 some odd acres this this cemetery is. That's big. That's as big as our property here. And luckily, most of our property is, is horse pastures, but still, for the most part, it has to be taken care of. It doesn't have to be taken care of on a weekly basis, but it does have to be taken care of. So I'm out there mowing. Now, mowing a cemetery is not like mowing your lawn. You've got headstones. You've got grave markers. You've got lot markers. You've got all these things that are embedded in the ground that you have to be careful while you're mowing. You could go, you know, screw up your blade. Damn it, there goes my, you know, $6,000 mower that I just bought. Blew out the, the friggin' spindles on it. So I'm taking my time, I'm mowing them, you know, zero-turn mowing them, mowing back and forth, and there must have been three to four mowers going. I mean, that's all you heard. My mower did not turn off for three hours straight. I look over, and there's a group of six guys. They're working their way. I mean, they're like little bees with their little string trimmers, and they're zing, 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 around every headstone, around every head marker, every plot marker, everything. We were knocking this thing out. Now, I, one young lady who kind of started the ball rolling, she showed up too. Now, granted, she showed up with a, a push mower, but she showed up. She showed up. She's like, oh my, she showed up a little bit, you know, after we were there, we got there. I think they got there about eight o'clock. I got there about nine o'clock and she showed up maybe about 10, 1030, probably kids and stuff. I'm sure she had obligations. And she's like, oh my God, home. I did not realize our community was this. I didn't know our community was a community. And that's essentially is the way we looked at it. It was a community. A community came together and I, I introduced myself. Hey, I said, you know, hey, my name is the deacon. She's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Mandy. I said, do you know any of these people? She's like, I don't know a single one of these people. She's like, I don't even know you. I said, well, I, you know, I responded to the Facebook thing. She's like, that's great. There was must have been over a hundred some odd different comments on there. Uh, I wish I could go out there. My heart goes out with you guys. If you need anything, let me know. Those type comments. So maybe we, we made an impact. We made an impact just on our little small community. And she said, you know, let's get a group picture and I'll post a group picture up here. We can only get a couple of them together. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there. We got a couple of them together because we were so spread out. 
you know, 22 some odd acres. We got a, a big group picture in there. My big fat ugly heads in there. I'll, I'll post that picture on the uh, Profit Radio website. And she took a picture. She's like, you know what? I'm, I'm so proud of you guys of what we've done here. I want everyone in our little town who doesn't have internet access, who, who gets the normal local, I, I forget what the local Marshville paper is. I want everyone to see it. I want everyone to know what, what you guys did and how well you guys did it. So she called the, you know, the editor and, and they did a story and stuff. Well, guess what? Guess what? Fox 46, our own local Fox affiliate out here, picked up the story, ran with it, and so our little town of Marshville and this little group of ragtag landscapers, lawn care owners, personal string trimmers and, and personal mowers and all that is going to be on the news as the feel-good story. So how about that? How about big hands for everyone in my little town? And you know, it's great when you hear stories like this because we need this kind of stories. We need these kind of stories about, and then we were all different colors, we were all different races, and no one, no one batted an eye. No one did. I mean, we all, there was something communicable that needed to be done. All hands on deck. We all did it. And it, we had, you know, men, women, whites, blacks, yellows, Spanish. We had everyone out there. Every race, every race, every race, every creed, every color was out there. And we all, we all stuck together for one goal. And that goal was to make this cemetery a little bit more respectful to our past uh, history and our past staples that were here in the beautiful town of Marshville. So there you go. That was my good deed for the day. And so if you, if you got some time, I know that sometimes the podcast, well, the podcast, this one will be posted, believe me. I'm going to get in trouble again. Where's the podcast? I don't know. But this is this is Wednesday. Is it August? I don't even know what month it is. August 19th. And on Fox 46, you can check them out. But, I, you know, be interested if you guys want to watch and see what we did out there. Uh, I'll try to find it and, and post it on the uh, Deacon Live section of, of Profit Radio. And so you want to know how you can help your community and how you can help make your own little feel-good story. A lot of things are happening with the COVID. Everyone, you know, you can't be, you know, mass people. And that's another thing. We COVID-19 was not even an issue, not even a thought in our mind when we were out there mowing. We were all in it to get not granted. You know, we're 20 some odd people between 20 acres. Everyone gets their own acre. Everyone gets to mow and, you know, do all the stuff. So we weren't on top of each other. So we were pretty much social distanced out. Well, stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about a virtual run around the world. This is a big time of year for marathons and fundraising and stuff. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how you can join and be your own virtual marathon and and all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds, net proceeds go to this organization. And hopefully we can get you guys on board as well. So stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's the Deacon. Give us a call here at the station at 407-448-8800. You're listening to Profit Radio. You're listening to Profit Radio. Profit. 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 Radio. Profit. Radio.
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Give us a call at the station anytime at 407-448-8800. Text us live at any time in the Queen City Studio, located just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Beautiful little town. Very proud of a little town we call Marshville. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our social contacts and stuff. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com and click on the social contacts. There's uh, at least 60, 70,000 different ways for you to connect to us. Um, I actually, um, I was going through all the stuff, make sure all the links and I, I exaggerate. Right, by the way, but there's 30 different platforms up there for you to to be part of us and uh, and us to be part of you. But I um making sure all the links and everything were still active, and I actually threw up my own personal uh, Facebook page up there. Uh, so if you want to click on that, you got to find it. I didn't just call out and say here's the, my personal Facebook feed, but for the most part, it's up there. So if you're wanting to, to hang out with me and, and see all the stuff that we do here on the fringe and here in the studio and stuff on a daily basis, I almost freaked out here. By the way, um I got a phone call, one of those spam phone calls, so I kept them on the air for a little bit, and you'll hear that in the uh, the bad calls section of the Profit Radio website. <laughs> Sometimes they get nasty and dirty with them, but anyways, kept them on the phone. As soon as I hung up, all of a sudden, I lost all sound, all audio, like my mic, the, uh, the live streaming video here had no audio, it's just me like... You know, move my move my mouth around, uh, and I freaked out. So I had to trouble. I'm sitting here troubleshooting it for the last 30 minutes, and I'm like, oh, "Holy shit! Holy shit! What am I supposed to do? What do I don't. I have to fix this. I should. And I always tell myself I should write this stuff down. These are all the settings for all the different monitors and everything that I have here. So no. So all I have to do is kind of like a cheat sheet, and kind of flip through it, and go, okay, this is what I need to do. Reset, restart, all this stuff. But I never do. Once I figure it out, I'm like, eh, it'll never happen again, right? It'll never happen again. Now something that's happening every four years is uh it's time to vote yep it's time to vote now we don't get too political here uh we do i do a more darker conversation political show on the profit radio website and it's called is this going somewhere and i talk to uh, my it guy and we get into some really really dark conversations about the state of the nation and and all that stuff but i i don't do it here this is our light and fluffy this is our happy pink pillow time now but i did because since i've moved from charlotte to out here to Marshville, I have to re-register. I have to um, change it from one county to another county. Now, let me show you how, e- even if you haven't registered before, this is how easy it is. Let me just show you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you watching for this? Vote.org. Now, ours is from uh, North Carolina, so they actually, uh, let's see, vote for, donate, all that stuff. All right. So then you pick your state, and I'm, I'm in, we're in North Carolina, and ours is done through the DMV. The DMV and the voter's uh, registration is all, all one thing here. And check your registration. But literally, this is what I did, and you can see it here the, on my screen if you're watching this on the uh, under the tent video. I put in my mailing address, my physical mailing address. I put in my social security number. I put in my driver's license number. Um, here in the Carolinas, we've got like an eight-digit uh, Carolina eight-digit driver's license number, and then it asks me for my date of birth. So I click on it. It does this little thinking thing, and it says, "Yes, you are registered to vote. Do you want to change, or is there anything you want to change?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I need to change. You know where I'm located because it's got me in Charlotte still." So I click on that, and it said, "Fine, this is good. Everything looks good." And then it says, "Are you sure that all the information you give is you know blah blah blah?" This is all legit stuff, and it says, "Are you legit here? Are you legit here? Are you over 18?" And then the next 
question is like, are you over six, at least over 16? I'm like going, well, why, why would they care? I guess. I don't know. When one question is like, are you over 18? The next question is like, are you at least 16? I don't know. They're, it's in there. Then it says, of course, you know, have you ever been, are you a U.S. citizen? Uh, have you ever been your rights uh, taken away from you as far as voting? Are you a convicted felon? All that stuff. If, once you click on that stuff and then you click, yeah, and it says, do you want to download your actual form? And you click yes and it spits out a PDF file and you're like, oh, okay, there it is. And it says in two weeks, you'll have your voter's registration card. It's that easy. Go to vote.org. I don't care who you vote for. Just get out there and vote. Vote early and vote often, as I say. But that's how easy it is. You need your driver's license, a physical mailing address, not be a felon, of course. Everyone knows that. And you need to be a U.S. citizen. It's that easy. I remember back in the day, I registered when I was right in high school. We had people out there registering to vote. And you have to fill out this big form. And you're like, oh, I don't know who to who to vote for. And, all this. and here's the funny part. While I was doing mine, my wife goes, can you do mine? Sure, babe. I need your social number. So I'm doing all the stuff. And I'm filling hers out. I'm like, what's your social? Blah, blah, blah. I know her birthday. I need your driver's license. Fill that out. Are you a U.S. citizen? She's like, that's why I married you. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> so I'm filling that out. And then I'm like, all right, because it does ask you for your party affiliation if you want to change it. If you don't want to change it, you just say unchange. And I said, babe, what's your party affiliate? And she's like, well, what's the one in between this and this? I go, independent? Yeah. I go, well, that's not an option on here. Oh, undeclared. Okay, undeclared. So let's click on undeclared so you can see the conversations we have in the house. I don't give out my, you know, it's none of, no one's business what I am, but I mean, that's my wife. She, I don't know. It, it was just weird. It's one of those situations like, is he going to be mad at me because I picked, <laughs> I picked not his team, whatever my team is. So I, I don't care. I really don't care. It's interesting. We have fun. We don't, we, we don't fight. You know, what do they say? Don't bring a, a religion and politics if you want to keep friends. <laughs> that's why we get along so well. Now, we were talking about voting and voting makes a difference. You know what else makes a difference is doing charitable causes. Now, when I say charitable causes, I was talking about going out to the Marshville Cemetery, which was 20 some odd acres and a whole community got in together and pitched in. We left all our everything at the doorstep, all our baggage and stuff at the doorstep. We all got in together and did it for one good cause. Now, one organization right now is doing almost the exact same thing. The Go Run Foundation, a nonprofit organization, is conducting its very own virtual run, running in marathons and stuff. Everyone, you can't do it anymore. You can't be all closed in. You can't be all bunched up and running around and breathing and sweating and, you know, all the stuff that the Corona people say that the Corona people spreads. But the Go Run Foundation is doing its very first virtual run. On the phone with us right now, the founder of the Go Run Foundation, Noel Ransom. Noel, how are you? I'm doing well today. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And you can call me, you can call me Travis or you can call me Deacon, whatever you feel comfortable. People, my friends, we're friends okay. now. You can just call me Travis. All right. Sounds good, Travis. Now you, you are working with the Go Run Foundation. Now you are the owner and founder of this program. Tell me a little bit about it, how you got started and, and what led you to do this and how long you've been in business. Yes. We have been in business since 2016, so around four years, and I started Go Run Foundation because I am a walker that turned into a runner of many, many different 5K events, half marathons, anything that had a cause associated with it. I sort of got addicted to running, and I really looked at all the organizations that were out there offering all of these different run events. And every single event was tied to a charitable cause. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. I am definitely philanthropic by nature. And I thought, let me do something like this as well, since I'm number one interested in running and 
walking. And then two, what better way to, to really support a charitable cause? And then you're also contributing to your own health and wellness. So I started Go Run Foundation just because I was never really a runner. I never wanted to run or walk. I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how people sit out there all day long and they just run. And some people run with others and have conversations. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, I, 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 I run 100 <laughs> feet and I'm like, woo, I'm done. I can't even talk. Yeah. I can't talk. <laughs> Yeah, that was me. That was me, like, years ago. And then I started just walking. I started off by walking, and then I started running. And now I'm like a runner, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe how quick that happened. So I wanted to start something for folks that were like me, who are just really intimidated by running, walking, getting out there, doing something different than going to the gym. And it really blew up into something larger that was associated with more charitable causes. And as the name got out, we started to get inquiries, like, hey, are you going to do a run for this particular cause. I love to see you in my state doing something here. And we are focused mostly right now on the southeastern United States, headquartered and founded in Atlanta, Georgia. So we started here and started expanding organically. And then Go Run Foundation really is sort of like my baby. It's like, oh, wow, you know, I want to be able to do something like this, but really looking for the right charity, something that matches and aligns with our mission and our vision, which is to ensure that whatever charity charitable cause we are partnering with, that money funnels right back through into the community. So often we contribute to charities. We're not really sure where the money goes. I didn't want to be just another one of those companies. Right. I wanted folks to be able to see I'm running this event and oh my gosh, my local pet charity or my local arthritis foundation will benefit from the money that I'm raising for them. So you're, so you're, really how started. So you're a charity event that runs and the money that you create goes towards, let's say, this week it's for leukemia, or this week it's for color of change. Is what yeah. this one, this one coming up here is shortly. It's going to be a part of. But you don't just run for you. You run for all these different charities. And it, are you? Is it like an event promotion type thing? It is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We host and organize and promote our own events. So you're a tur- you're a turnkey. Someone says, "Hey, we're a charity. Um, we're doing this. Can you set up the run for us?" And then you just take it from there. Yes. Absolutely, and we have our own as well, but we can definitely set up others also. Okay. Now, tell me about the charity event that you're starting up that starts this September 1st and goes all the way to October. We're running around the world. What are we doing here? (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah, I thought I wanted to put a tag on it. A virtual run around the world, there's a couple of different key components there. Number one, it's a virtual race. So virtual meaning we're not going to meet at your local park or your local, you know, track and meet up and there's a start and finish like your traditional race. And afterwards, we may have a little small little race party or you get your, you know, drinks and then you leave. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, this prevents us from organizing an in-person event at this time. So the virtual run is going to engage people and communities from across the world. And what that means is that if I am going to sign up for this virtual run around the world, if I know somebody in another country or I know someone in another state or my friends and family are in New York and I'm in Atlanta, I can invite them to this virtual run. And as long as we run and sign up between September 1st and October 19th, then we are participating either as individuals or a group, as a a team if we'd like to. So it really seeks to connect more than just folks that are here locally. We want to get the word out that, you know, in in uncertain times like this, when we're not really sure where the future of our country is going to be, much less the future of the world, we need to be connecting with everyone, you know, who has that same belief that, hey, 
let's try to get back to basics here. Let's get our foundational principles in line, and let's try to do something that is something bigger than ourselves. Let's try to join a movement that's larger than than just me and you here in our local area. So I, that's really the foundation and purpose for what we're trying to do. I love it. Now tell now tell me the logistics. When you say a virtual run, am I running on Facebook and you're in like my bottom left hand corner and I'm looking at you and you <laughs> looking at me? I mean, we just talked about I can't run a hundred feet without and not talk at the same time. How am I supposed to carry my phone? Is it that type of virtual <laughs> run? I mean, explain the logistics for me. Absolutely. So you sign up for the run and you pick your location and you pick your distance. So we have a few options for you. You pick your lo- location, meaning if you're a runner or a walker and you just walk around your neighborhood or maybe you're more advanced and you run, you know, a 10 mile or, you know, around the park Whoa. or you use your local gym, you know, and you do the treadmill. You can select whatever location you choose as long as you're going to participate in the run between that time frame of September 1st and October 19th. And then here's what you do. You just go out and you run or you walk just like you would normally do and you would upload your results if you have a Nike app or a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. And then you load your results up on our website. And then we also have a leaderboard where if you want to participate in who can walk the longest mile or, you know, the longest distance or who can actually run, you know, the shortest time frame, we put your results on the leaderboard. And then you can tag your friends on social media and say, hey, I just did this run. I finished it in this amount of time. If you want to do it too, you can sign up as long as you do it before October 19th. And then that's the virtual part about it because we're not meeting up in person and doing it. Right. But we wanted to make it an open run for a set period of time so that it can organically grow and then the word of mouth will allow this particular cause to create awareness across all of the different areas. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sign up and get in my car and, and <laughs> set my <laughs> drive around for 20 miles. Look what I did, Noel. I did 20 miles. How was that? Huh? That's perfect, right? Oh, wow. Well, well, I mean, we'll, we'll look at your we'll look at your results and see what what can happen there. <laughs> that's amazing, Trav. You did it in in less than three minutes. How did you do that? Right. Twenty miles right. in three minutes. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Now I, I'm seeing at the very bottom of of your uh, your press thing here. You you hand out medals. You give out T-shirts. Uh, tell me, like, what's the the sign up fee for everything? Uh, is it free to get on? Is there a cost? And uh, are, and you say there's like a leaderboard. Are there are there prizes? Is there trophies? Explain all that to me. Absolutely. We offer T-shirts for every person that signs up for the race. It is included in your race registration. And remember, this is a, all of our net proceeds are going to go to benefit the color of change. So this is a nonprofit organization and event that we're talking about here. So when you sign up, uh, you do get a t-shirt and that is included in your race registration. Now, let's say if you want to sign up as an individual or a team and you want to do a challenge, meaning, okay, let's see if, you know, by myself or as a group, we want to see how fast we can, you know, run whatever distance we choose. Right. We want to see how much money we can raise towards this particular cause. You get our top three leaders as a team and our top three leaders as individuals will also receive a race medal that will say that you survived the virtual run around the world for 2020. <laughs> I, like, I like how you word oh, that, yeah. survive. <laughs> and then if you raise a certain amount of money as an individual or a team, you also get our limited edition pullover, which is a virtual run around the world pullover. It's sort of like a, a long 
sleeve hoodie type of um, swag that we call it. And so you get bragging rights, you also get medals, you get the pullover, and then, you know, by registering you also receive um, a T-shirt. Now, if you win a challenge, we have some cool surprise swag items that I don't want to really, you know, reveal oh, yeah. right now. But, yeah, we can really cool surprise challenge items that we'd love to be able to offer those who are winners of those challenges. So we want to make it fun as well, more interactive and engaging. Now, um, to register, you go to GoRunFoundation.org. Yes, that is correct. The cost for the race is $40 right now. It is GoRunFoundation.org. There are links all over the page that will direct you to the virtual race around the world. And if you want more information about the color of change or GoRun, you can see that on the website as well. Now, is this your first virtual run or is this, you know, one of many that you guys have done? This is our very first virtual run. We have completed tens of hundreds of different in-person runs. Wow. So this is our first virtual run, and we're so proud and excited to be partnering with the Color of Change organization with this effort. Now, tell me a, a little bit about the Color of Change. What is What drew you to them, and what is their main focus as well? Absolutely. So the Color of Change is one of the nation's largest online organizations that seek to end what we call social injustice. They are committed to really helping people respond to the injustices in the world around us, and their outreach is to millions of folks all over. And we thought this is a great alignment with what we would like for our mission to be for this particular time, and we thought, why, you know, this is so timely with everything that's going on, you know, whether or not you believe whatever you believe, you know, that's totally your choice to do that. But I do know that at this time, we really want to be connected, and we need to be connected because we've been forced to live apart from each other for the majority of this year. We just thought this would be a great way to just bring folks together, even if they're still apart. And the Color of Change organization has consistently impacted change by raising money to effectively launch campaigns to fight voter suppression, to fight police brutality. It's a wealth of information on their website as to what they do, but we thought, wow, it's not just to end police brutality. Their focus is not just that. It is just to make sure that no matter what color you are, if you've experienced a social injustice, we're going to help support that effort. So this was just awesome to me to be able to partner and align with an organization that agreed to work with us. It sounds like a great organization because I I can't imagine if something was done to me or one of my friends or something, and you're like, well, who do I turn to? What happens if I've got, you know, social injustice has happened to me, whether it be law enforcement, whether it be the government or something like that, who do you turn to outside of just getting mad? Absolutely. And then we want to be able to create awareness for that organization as well because they've really impacted change. And and it's not like you donate your money and it goes in a black hole. They respond to you and say, hey, because of your efforts, because of your volunteer hours, because you spent time here, because you donated, this is what the result is of whatever it is that you've contributed. And I, I love that because I love to be able to contribute to an organization and then they come back to me and say, hey, because of what you've done, we've been able to stop this from happening again. That is key to really what we're trying to focus on here. Something else I also want to point out that the Go Run Foundation is completely nonprofit. There is not any, we're not in it for the money. We're not in it for the game. We're just in it to help out everyone else. Absolutely. It is 
purely nonprofit. We are a 501c3 designated organization, and the net proceeds of all of the money that we raise, it goes directly to the color of change. There is no profit that we're gaining. Noel, one more thing. Uh, give me all the websites and, and the way people can find you. The actual yes. registration for the race. Give us all that information one more time. Absolutely. So to register for the race, to get more information about our organization, you go to GoRunFoundation.org, and we are also online via social media. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Go Run Foundation, for all of those three social media methods. Stick around, and we'll get some more information from you. And you can find all that information as well on our streaming website at ProfitRadio.com. Noel Ransom with the Go Run Foundation. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a great day, Travis. You do the same. Stick around. we got more coming up. Lately I've been running on What else can a poor boy do? But my world will be right. Love comes over Wherever we are, from city to city, country to country, hundreds of miles apart, we are connected. We are all part of something greater than ourselves. With so much uncertainty in the world, how can we make a difference? Where do we start? What can we do? We can impact change. Our voices, our actions, are powerful when we come together. When we come together, it's time to be the change we want to see. The virtual run around the world. Against social injustice. Join the experience. Access the virtual run around the world. Go to gorunfoundation.org. Proceeds benefit the Color of Change organization. Make sure you follow us on all your social contacts, all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contact pages and you can see my actual personal Facebook pages up there and also the all the other Facebook pages. And uh, our live streaming contacts or, or links are up there as well. So make sure you do that as quickly as you can. How about that? Quickly as you can. Now, speaking of quickly as you can and running and, and being outside and mowing and stuff, um, there is a new product out there. Now, for those of you who like to party, ha-ha, <laughs> the, the worst thing about, you know, going out and having a, a, a long night of drinking, excuse me, a long night of just getting down your bachelor party, your your bachelorette party, oh my God, look who's turning 30, excuse me, look who's turning 30, girls night out, let's have another bottle of wine, let's do another shot of tequila, that type of stuff. When one drink turns into three or four, grab Hydrolite. Now, this is not a paid ad, believe me, but there is something that 
I used to take back in my DJing days, because for those of you who are new to the station, I used to uh, work at several radio stations in the Orlando area, and I also, to make ends meet, I used to DJ in nightclubs. And, of course, nightclubs uh, have a certain atmosphere, duh. And I would take these little pills called chasers. You would take one pill, and it was like this com- complex B... It was just a pill. It looked like about the size of an amino acid pill, a big horse pill. You take that, you swallow one, and then you take two, you know, you drink all night long, and then you swallow two more before you go to bed, and you were fine in the morning. It was kind of like a, what is it, Excedrin? A lot of people took Excedrin for headaches because it had caffeine in it. Now, when one drink turns on three or four, grab yourself a Hydrolyte. Now, a lot of people go out there and they actually swear by Pedialyte. Well, this is, I guess, kind of the same thing. When you had one too many drinks last night, ditch your sugary sodas and Gatorade, grab a Hydrolyte. With 75% less sugar uh, than other sports drinks, Hydrolyte will keep you, <laughs> will keep you, will help you shake off the hangover in no time. Now, the reason why they do this is because it has four times as much electrolytes than your competition, meaning you definitely get your money's worth out of it. Now, how does it work? It has, you know, electrolytes, sugars, and salts. It kind of balances you out. Now, let me, let me show you this. You're watching this on the, on the video here. 25% off everything. Save on all Hydrolyte products. Now, all you people out there that are selling your makeup, that's great. No one's, nothing says pandemic like selling makeup. All you people out there selling jewelry and you're doing your Facebook, nothing says pandemic like friggin' selling jewelry and makeup. Now, I'm sure you guys are great at it. I'm sure you guys got your own following but you know when you're how do you, how do you say it when when everyone in your group is completely exhausted the people outside the group know that it's kind of like a, a racket pyramid scheme type thing anyways but I would, in my in my opinion, hyd- everyone needs Hydrolyte. I, if I could figure out a way to sell this myself, I would. And it says, you know, here's three out of four people. Three out of four people are dehydrated. Most common occurrence of dehydrated are a couple things. Summer heat, you know, out there mowing the cemetery. A cold and flu, you sweat a lot. Cold and flu season. Exercise, it's a great recovery. And, of course, your, your late night alcohol drinks. Now, I'm looking at it, it says it's got potassium, sodium, chloride, most electrolytes are made up in your body to rehydrate this also helps you keep it and glucose it's a very very balanced thing now here's the thing here's a variety pack it's a variety pack three pack of ever since electrolyte tablets they look like the what's the airborne tablets that you throw on your thing for 30 bucks so there i think it's 30 it's 30 doses for 30 bucks and it's got like three different flavors and stuff but that i think that's a good deal if you if you're in that life if you're doing those those virtual marathons you're out there mowing lawns in this heat you know this would be great for landscapers this is for people that sweat a lot and they they that you know they always reach for Gatorade they always reach for Powerade they always reach for vitamin water so hydrate i i just saw that and i thought it was interesting that to do that now here at the French, we um because of our our, <laughs> our crops and stuff, we have an abundance of cucumbers. So we've been drinking cucumber water. We we'll make them. We'll cut up like three three good sized cucumbers. You know, skin them, slice them, put them in there. That lasts for like three days, four days. Put a little turmeric in it, and then dump it out. Grab some more cucumbers out of the fields and stuff, and then make it again. So that's all I've been drinking, sorta. You know, back and forth. My wife's like, how can you drink that if, if it doesn't taste good? I drink it because I know it's doing something good inside. You know, she drinks the Crystal Light, which is okay. I was talking to my dietician about a year ago, and she was like, oh, you need to stay away from artificial sweeteners. You, me, meaning me, need to stay away from all the artificial sweeteners and all, all the artificial stuff. 
if I don't have the cucumbers, I would take a, a gallon of water in the, in the refrigerator, you know, make it nice and cold. And I would take, um, you know, a small thing of lemon juice, actual lemon juice and pour it in there. And I would have lemon water all the time. So that's basically all I drink. Even when I go out to, um, we'll have coffee. If we go, if we go out, if we can find a way to go out somewhere, it's either water, coffee, rarely soda, very rarely soda. Now, something right now that is, um, women are doing, harping back to the virtual marathon. You know, women out there running, just doing daily activities and stuff. There's a new fad that's coming out there. And I, and I think, you know, I say something about the people that sell makeup and people that sell the jewelry and stuff. This right here, I'm seeing more and more women, single women, women that don't, I don't want to say have a man in the house because sometimes a man doesn't even matter, but just a lot of women that are on their own. I would think like realtors. I know a lot of realtors carry guns in their cars or tasers or something of, of that nature. These, this is the new trend that I'm starting to see a lot more and more power for women uh, being on their own and stuff. And of course, all the stuff with all the, you know, sex trafficking and the children and all that stuff. Just one more way to protect yourself. And it is the power, I'm sorry, the, the paracord bracelet survival kit. And I know you've seen, um, uh, there was a big trend for a while. All the guys coming back from Afghanistan, all the guys coming back from overseas, uh, bringing troops home. Thank God for that. Um, they have that, that bracelet, that really tight wound, looks like shoelaces, in my opinion, <laughs> looks like shoelaces around the wrist. But what you don't no, for them, that's a survival. That thing wrapped around their arm, that little bracelet, is over 10 feet of cord. So you could use that for survival. You know, make a, uh, not a fort, but some kind of cover. Uh, you can use it to trap animals. You know, you could use it for all this stuff. Now, there's a new one that's coming out that's got a uh, an LED SOS light in it. It's got a compass in it. It's got a, a small knife buried inside of it. It's got, let's see what else it has. I'm reading it right here. It goes for $10.99. I'll put it up on the uh, on the Profit Radio page and you guys can look at it. So it's got in, an embedded compass, an SOS LED light, flint for fire, emergency T-shaped hand or T-shaped knife, mini card tool. I don't know what that is. Emergency whistle, a SIM card pin. I guess you can put a, a SIM card in it. Uh, emergency parachute cord, adjustable fasteners and more. To, to carry this bracelet, you get about 20 tools with less space while traveling and wearing the bracelet. You can buy these things and a lot of women are buying these things and they're not very fashionable. I mean, it looks like you've got this uh, cord wrapped around your arm, but I mean, just to have it maybe wrapped around your purse, maybe when you go jogging or something, just have it on you. It looks very lightweight, but a lot of women out there right now, I'm seeing it on Facebook. Hey, look, I got my new bracelet. I got my new survival bracelet because a lot of people have like ex-boyfriends, ex-husbands that stalk them uh, to a certain level, or you just don't trust what's going on out in the world. And I understand that. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there in the world where people are getting dragged out of cars and dragged out of their own personal vehicles. Uh, they're being punched and kicked. And it's horrible. It's horrible that we have gotten to this point and we've gotten to this way. But for those of out there that just want one more thing, they don't want to buy gun. They just want a little bit of protection on them. It's got a little knife thing inside of it. You have to check it out. And that's the Paracord Survival Bracelet, and I'll post that on the, the Facebook page. Alright, we come back. There is a there is a meat shortage out there. And how is it affecting you? It's going to affect a couple of your favorite cuisines here in the next coming months. So stick around for that. You're not going to like me. Believe me, you're not going to like me. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back.
now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason. Jesus Christ, Jay. Howell. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown-ass man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. The BK Lounge. We have maybe two BK lounges within a 20-mile radius. Talking about Burger King? Yep. You actually still eat there, Trap? No, I don't eat there. I don't eat there. That's against my religion. You do. You know where they are. You know where they are. I, well, you know, I sometimes I like a Whopper and sometimes I don't. Well, you just said you didn't eat there. Now you said you did. Well, you know. You know what we call you? You're tied to liar. <laughs> no, you do. You go in there. You know, I'm hungry. Let me just swill. Mm. Well, you know what? Dead. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me add a, a addendum to that statement. That statement um when it's when it's late at night i'm looking for a crystals and there is no crystals here in profitville because yeah, that's that's really healthy for you too the chili cheese fries well yeah, i mean i mean you know people up north in new york oh white castle white castle and i came down you know to profitville and they were like going what the hell's a crystal i'm like you don't know what a crystals is every time i have to go to florida i want i want a crystal and uh miss amy's like going ah oh, we can get it but no and you know so. No, this is crap. It's not crap. Crap. It's a crap. They put the little micro thin, they're not even hamburger. Who knows what it is? And all bill size meat on. That's not meat. They're That's good. Really it. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah. They got all buns. Ooh, they put the little mustard on there for spice. They put the fucking onions on there. And then, oh, here you go. Here's, here's 10 of them. Here you go. Stuff your fucking hole with that. 407. You want, you want food for dessert? Those rooms are dessert. Little snack, snack. Four zero seven. Four zero seven. Four four eight 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 zero zero. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Four zero seven. Four four eight. Four four eight. Eight eight zero zero. secure space, there's one thing that can still penetrate our little bubble. Roaches. <laughs> I know. Gross, right? Especially in the heat and the rain and the moisture and stuff that we're having in the summertime. Roaches are all over the place. No one wants an unfamiliar exterminator in their home during these times. And going out shopping for bait and finding bait traps that work can be stressful and exhausting all in the same time. Use Redoli, the Cockroach Doom Patrol. Redoli is a it's an organic compound and when used directly can eliminate roaches for up to one year. Buy it online right now at Redoli.com with bags of 6, 12, or 24 organic biscuits. Find their roach blog and Twitter page at ProfitRadio.com. So there you go. If you got roaches and stuff, man, and, they, and it, it's kind of cool. They look like little um, like little rice cakes and stuff, a little thicker than rice cakes, about the size of a, maybe a half dollar, and you kind of hide them in places. You hide them. You know, you, you stick them in behind cabinets and stuff. So kids can't get them and the animals can't get them because it is poison. But
But for the most part, you just put it in there and leave it. And uh, roaches go in there, and they like that starchiness, and they bite them, and sure enough, boom, bye-bye roaches. Now, we have had some really bad weather. Speaking of rainy weather and moist and hot outside, so some really bad thunderstorms came through central Florida. Central Florida is known for having, or Florida itself is known for having, like, hurricanes and having afternoon thunderstorms that stir up all the cockroaches and stuff. Oh but we actually had another tornado. I know I talked a few weeks back about a tornado that cut across central Florida, my old stopping ground over there in Conway, uh, downtown Orlando area. This is Deland, Florida now. If you're not familiar with Deland, Florida, everyone from overseas, over in France and Belgium, Deland, it, you know where Disney World is on a map? Take your thumb and go up north and then take your thumb and turn it sideways and go to the w- to the right, to the east. <laughs> Another thumb. And that's Deland, Florida. Small old community. It's a blue collar community, but it, it nestles right in between Daytona Beach and, and Orlando. It's, a, it's you know right in the middle of that area. And this tornado came ripping through and my friend Kenneth Hill uh, took some video and you can see this. You can see this on the Under the Tent video. Here we go. Watch this. Oh my God. We just survived a tornado. Now there's some language in here, so be careful. Holy shit. It ripped the roof off of my fucking house. Dude. <laughs> Whoa. I warned you. Look at the trees hit my house, man. Yo, it's like a nuclear bomb went off. Look at this. Are you looking at it? Devastation. I can't believe we just got hit by a tornado. Yo, look at this shit, man. EMS workers everywhere. All the power lines are down. I can't even believe it. Now, we're used to, like, hurricanes and stuff, but tornadoes are totally different. oak lane on the side of my house. Look at that. I can't even get through. Look at this. The neighbor's house. Wow. Pure devastation. Ripped half of the roof off of my house. Which half? Wow. <laughs> so we go, no I mean, power. shit's going down. Shit's going down. I mean, you know, we're used to hurricanes and stuff. When I say used to hurricanes, you know, we build up a tolerance. Our, our, you know, hurricanes are large and big. So it's a lot of wind over a large area. When you have, of course, you know, have a tornado, we're not ready for 200 mile an hour winds or 175 mile an hour winds in a concentrated area. You know, they always say it's the finger of God that's whipping through there. So my heart goes out to everyone in Deland, Florida and the surrounding areas because I know it just doesn't hit one, air, one little town, but it hits all around them. So they're, everyone's doing good. I checked on all our, our peeps over there in Deland, Florida. Uh, it looks like everyone's doing okay over there. Now, someone who's not doing very well. You ever um, gone on a... Oh, I know. This is this is horrible. This guy right here was just trying to have fun over in Arizona and trying to... It was a hot day. He wanted to get on the water slide and emergency crews removed the body of a 31-year-old man found stuck inside the water slide support pipe. Now, how do you get... How do you get into that? How do you get in the support pipe? I think, well, hold on. See if I can play the thing here. Here's more details on this. Uh, beginning with this, it's just tragic news, Scott. A man was trapped I'm in Scott. a confined space. Screams for help, but when help arrived, sadly, it was too late to rescue wow, him. really is sad. Fire, uh, Scottsdale fire crews found the man dead inside the El Dorado Aquatic Center. That's near McDowell and Hayden in Scottsdale. Gibby's live out there with the very latest on what happened. Tell us about it, Gibby. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, we were just told moments ago that we're going to get an update in about a half hour but here's a better look of what this man was stuck in bruce flew over it in the lion's roofing news chopper and now you have a better idea of what it looks like this man was stuck in this pipe here so it looks like it's got two tubes and one swings around to the right and one swings around to the left and it's like it swings around in like a big dish bowl you kind of it looks like you might spin around it a couple times until you find your way out the, the side entrance but i guess there was like a support pole in the center that was open on top and and he, he might have just done the whole skee-ball 
thing and gone right down the... I know, that's horrible. It kind of spun around and went right down the ski ball chute in the support pipe. Here, Scottsdale PD confirmed it'll be a while before they recover that body of a man who Ugh. was stuck inside that pipe that appears to be used as a support for the water slides here at El Dorado Aquatic Center. They tell me it was an officer who actually heard the man screaming at first. Scottsdale Fire was called out, but they could not help the man who was later pronounced dead. And now the rescue turning into a recovery. And we're still waiting to hear why or how this man got stuck just moments ago as well. That crane that was out here used by the city of Scottsdale, they've actually pulled that pipe out and have laid it down now. So who knows what they have to do to try to get that man out of that small area. There. Now they're now they're going to hit it like ketchup bottle to get him out. But I mean, you know, my heart goes out to him. But I mean, Jesus, what, what are the chances? You know, hey, I'm going to have a great day at the wee, whoom, and you fly off the side of the slide and you go right down this small little pipe that looks like it's probably 24 inches in diameter and you're all the way at the bottom. Help, help, help. He probably broke something falling down at the bottom and probably died of his injuries. But there you go. I mean, it's horrible. Horrible, I know. Oh, God. Now, good news on good news is the SpaceX. Are you familiar with SpaceX? You ever heard of those guys? I think they're doing good things over there. Now, SpaceX... They're creating a new, well, they're doing a lot of testing over in SpaceX, and, and they're leaps and bounds. I think we just launched our very own first UFO on another planet. We actually have something over on Mars that kind of helicopters up, and so we, we technically, in our opinion, has have the first flying UFO on another planet. Yeah, leave it to us, right? But Starship S. N5, they are trying to get, they're trying to uh, work on this new rocket. This It's called the Raptor. Three, two. Hold on. I'm going to blow it up. There we three. go. So they've, they've been messing with this N, no thanks. They've been messing with this N, Starship SN5 rocket. And they're trying to, and what it is, is it actually moves. It twists and turns, kind of like a, on a, on a swivel to, you know, if it leans to, if the rocket leans to the re- left, it fires to the right. And it tries to keep this little, it looks like a little, um, aerosol can is what they're testing it in to keep the thing straight up and down. And what they're doing is they're doing a 150 meter hop. They're going from a launch pad, they're going up in the air, and they're trying to keep it balanced. And then they're going to bring it back down on a concrete slab about 150 meters away. Now, you ready for this? This is so incredible. So incredible. You ready? You can watch this on the go to profitradio.com for every podcast that we have. There's a video, a complete video for every podcast that we have. And here we go. Three, two, one. So it looks like, you know, it looks like those true fuel cans that you buy when you buy for your long, long service and stuff. So it's going up. It's just one rocket. One rocket underneath this thing. It's got little, there it goes. It's up. It's holding. It's holding. And the camera crew. SpaceX has got some goddamn great cameras out there. Everything is crisp and clear. And now this is from inside the... Now, I want you to look at this. This is inside the friggin' cylinder. And all the heat and stuff, camera's not even moving. It is crystal clear like they got a friggin' GoPro camera in there. Check this out. So the little feet come down. It's like a little fire there, buddy. I don't know what's going on there. Here you go. Mission control. Full duration. And it landed. Full duration, he said. Congratulations there. <laughs> SpaceX, man. Holy Jesus, they are. And the reason why they're doing this is they're trying to get, they're creating a, a cruiser to go all the way to Mars and to actually physically land on Mars. So what are you doing next week or next year for your vacation? I'm going to Mars. Well, that's kind of the route that they're doing. They're trying to land on Mars. So these rockets that they're testing over there are, uh, th- it's incredible. It's incredible. Great stuff. All right, when we come back, there's a lot of great stuff that we love to eat that's going away. And uh, a lot of you guys aren't going to be too happy about it. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back.
Walk into the refrigerator, doors closed, lights are out, but it's getting hard! And now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jesus Christ, Jay. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown up man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Wait, hold on. You say you say the Atlantis Hotel. The Atlantis Hotel on Paradise Island. Have all the amenities, everything you need, man. So I thought Atlantis was buried. Yeah, I saw on the TV. Oh, I shipped imported goods and made the biggest underwater bull. But then we had to erect Atlantis. It's such a crap. So eight dollars uh, a beer. You know, eight fifty a beer. Uh, Nine dollars a slice of pizza. It tastes like crap. Four zero seven zero seven four four eight four four eight 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 zero zero eight eight zero zero. You know what sucks about internet radio? Absolutely. Nothing, nothing. Profit radio. This is the hour I like best. How's your first day go so far? Oh, um, it's, we're doing okay. I was just, uh, Kathy just made lunch. I was just going to start and eat. Oh, what are you having? What? She made, uh, she made ham sandwiches. Oh, nice. What kind of ham? Hard boiled or boiled, cooked? Um, cooked? It was dead and she's looking space. It was cheese. But she puts, um, she puts a little bit of relish in it. She puts Miracle Whip. And she just, um, Dan, she just makes Dan, stop, stop. You've already ruined yeah. the sandwich. You put relish and Miracle Whip? Yeah. Oh, just a tiny bit of it. She makes it. She makes them taste awful, awesome. So <laughs> I good. think you did a Freudian slip. Uh, yes, there I did. 407 <laughs> Back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all our social contacts and the way you do that is go to properradio.com, P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com, and click on the stuff that connects us to you and you to us, and follow us and do all the good stuff that is happening there as well. I am not a motorcycle guy, just to let you... <laughs> really? You're not a motorcycle? No, I'm not a motorcycle guy. I have no desire to ride one. I think they're cool. I think they're nice. I think it's really, really neat. And I'm not a mechanic by any stretch of the imagination, but I know basic certain stuff that my dad taught me. Ta- taught me how to change a tire, taught me how to change the oil, check on this, uh, simple things that cars were failing in the, you know, the early 70s, late 70s, early 80s, uh, you know, the radiator, thermostat, you know, what to check on, all the stuff to get you through, you know, man stuff. Now you can argue either way, man stuff, woman stuff. There's a lot of women out there that, that race cars and do all that stuff. Now I came across this video and I literally said, this is bull, bullshit. I, I claim the, vi- the video is fake. So I want you to listen before you watch the video. I want you to listen. This guy, I guess, just got his motorcycle back from a mechanic or whatever, and his girlfriend, wife, she's a little, a little old. I know. I say old. Come on. He's young. She's probably half, half twice his age, and she's pulling a prank on him. All you guys out there, even women as well, listen to what she's doing. So he fires up the the motorcycle. She's got a little camera off to the side, kind of hidden camera, and she starts making a noise with some tools to make him think that the motorcycle's got a problem. You ready? Here we go. Okay. 
downtown. I've got two things in my hand that I'm holding behind my back. So the picture is, the picture is she's standing there. She's got two things in her hand behind her back. The motorcycle's in front of her and the honey, honey, come on. Are the keys out there? Are the keys out there? So he gets on the motorcycle. And uh, you know what? The reason why I think this is fake, when he gets on the motorcycle, I can see he's kind of peeking out of the corner of his eyes to make sure that the camera is on. Where's the keys? Oh, they're right there. Gets the keys. See if he fixed it. Okay. See if he fixed it. Now you hear that clicking noise? She's banging two pieces of tool, two instruments of tools behind her back. And listen a little bit harder and tell me if you could tell what that sound is. So he's looking at his motorcycle, thinking that there's something clicking on his motorcycle. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? Tell me if it gets louder when I choke it. Okay. What's that sound like? She's banging two wrenches behind her back. And this guy, this idiot, can't tell that that's the sound of two wrenches behind her back. Now, here's where I say the video is fake. The motor is running at a certain RPMs, right? So listen to the cadence of her clicking. Sound like he's on the right side? Um, yeah. Sounds like you're on the right side. Come on! This guy! A little overacting, overreacting. No, I just, I just... So she said, you can call him back. And he's like, no, God, I'm so pissed. I'm so... Bullshit, man. Bullshit. Hang on. I'm going to rev if, if it increases with the throttle. See, the, motor, the motor's going, not even going yet. She's clicking. Now she's clicking faster. Nope, sorry. Sorry, fake. And then to- I'm going to fast forward towards the end of the video. He mysteriously looks over and goes, Are you filming this? Oh, oh I was doing the thing with my hands. <laughs> and come to find out, he's a YouTube star. He's got you know millions and millions of videos, but there you go. So, <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. Called it. Called it. Now, one more thing before I let you go, and we'll wrap it up here. Speaking of bullshit, what kind of pizza do you like? What kind of, uh, there's been arguments about pineapple on the pizza, whether it's good or bad. A lot of people like the sweet and the salty. But unfortunately, your favorite topping right now is going away. It's going away because of the meat shortage that's going on. Pepperoni is the latest coronavirus shortage to affect us in everyday lives. Now, here's, and you ask yourself, why are we, why are we having a meat shortage? Subway themselves actually pulled roast beef and their tender chicken off of their menu without telling anyone. They just kind of snuck snuck it off the menu. I went over there the other day, and that's for my Subway Club. They said, okay, and they put the turkey on there, they put the ham on there, and I always say add bacon, and so they added bacon, and I'm like going, hey, where's my roast beef? Oh, we don't sell it with roast beef anymore. Yeah, we completely took that off our menu in, in total, in totalitarian. They, we're, it's not, we don't have it anymore, is what they're saying. And I'm like, get out of here. And they were like, yeah, we also took off the, uh, the Southwestern chicken, the, I guess the chicken tenders or whatever, we can't get it from our suppliers anymore. I'm like, that is completely ridiculous. So they've taken that off Subway menu. So why the U.S. meat supply is affected during this pandemic? In America has been disrupted due to the COVID-19 pandemic, leading to a supply shortage and higher prices. The meat and poultry industry is the largest segment of U.S. agriculture. American meat companies produce chicken the most, followed by beef, then pork, 
then turkey, lamb, and veal. The supply chain generally looks like this. Cattle, chicken, and hogs are farmed and raised, finished or fattened up, sent to a processing facility for slaughter, packaged, and finally sold for consumption. Over the years, the supply chain at every level has gotten more and more consolidated, with a few large companies gobbling up smaller operators for economies of scale. Oftentimes, individual farmers are contracted by big companies in what's known as a vertically integrated chain. In this industry, COVID-19 has had the largest impact on the processing plants, where most of the butchering is done through automated machines and where workers typically stand side by side with little distance between them. Because of the coronavirus, plants have either been forced to close or to decrease their staffing levels. This has essentially created an hourglass effect, with lots of supply at the top and lots of demand at the bottom, but with a reduced processing capacity in the middle. That reduced capacity is the bottleneck in the system. Another way companies have been handling the processing bottleneck, selling larger cuts of meat. Fewer deboned chickens and individual steaks, which means more work for you before you cook. Grocery stores are also limiting how much customers can purchase. So there you go. And that's the, the meat shortage. Your pepperoni pizza, they're not making it. They're not processing it as much as they used to because they don't have the bulk of the labor force that they need to process a lot of this stuff. So um, I hope you like your steak with the bone in it. Your full-blown chicken will be a full chicken. And we like doing that here on the French. We like to take a whole chicken and put it in the smoker. We'll put like two or three of them in the smoker and we'll smoke those things, man. I love smoked chicken, but my wife, she doesn't like it as much, but we'll smoke some meat and stuff. So there you go. I mean, there's a meat shortage and that's the reason behind it. So I... I hope it doesn't affect you too much. Uh, we don't go out to eat that much other than the other day my wife was home and I said, you know, hey, or my wife was home. She's home all the time. Uh, I, I had nothing to do that afternoon. I got all my chores and everything done. I said, you know what? Would you like lunch? And I rode up the subway and that's when they said, you know, you, we don't have a uh, roast beef anymore. I'm like, oh man, what's this world coming to? Oh, help me, help me. All right, guys, I'll let you get back to what you got to do. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening to us, downloading us, uh, making us a part of your day. Make sure you follow us on all our social networks and stuff. Make sure you sign up for that virtual around the world marathon through the Go Run Foundation, sponsoring the color of change. Do something good out there for your community, whether it be just small, helping your neighbor next door, or helping your community on a larger scale. On that note, I'll let you get back to what you got to do. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight. Saying goodnight. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.